0: Thank you for tuning into the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven alongside here with hip hop artist in Chicago here, Asmatic. What up? There is no Brandon on this episode, so it's going to be me handling all the questions. However, Brandon did write in some questions that we're going to be able to ask over the course of the episode. Yeah. When it, Appreciate that, Brandon. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for reaching in, man. <laughs>
1: I brought you a shirt, so don't
0: worry. <laughs> yeah, got Brandon's got his shirt here. I got my shirt as well. So I uh, want to thank you right off the bat for of course, man. for thanks making you... that happen. Yeah, thanks for letting, having me on. Cool. So this is a, a spotlight episode, so it's not going to be so much about me or obviously about Brandon because he's not even here. Our focus today is on asthmatic. And we're gonna... <laughs> we're gonna we're going to have you take it from the top. Just give a very, very basic rundown on who you are.
1: All right. Um, my name is Asthmatic. Uh, I'm 26 years old. I'm a hip-hop artist out of Chicago. Out of Northbrook, Illinois, originally. I guess I have to say that. If you're from the suburbs and you say you're from the city, people get mad. So, um, But I started rapping about five, six years ago. Took in a, a little bit of time off in between and then picked it back up like a year and a half ago. Pretty serious. So it brings me to here now.
0: That's an interesting trajectory. And I know that you went to... Uh college to play basketball. I did, yeah. So, give, give me a breakdown of how you go from getting into hip-hop and then taking some time off, doing basketball. Like, how did this all kind of, what's the story behind it? Well, the
1: basketball was before hip-hop, actually. So, I mean, basketball was just kind of just my whole life growing up. Um, always played it. Always kind of, that was where my head was. And it's still my job now. I just came from work. I coach basketball now. So, um, it's just always been a part of my life. But I went to Milliken University uh it's a liberal arts school in Decatur, Illinois. And I was surrounded by a lot of uh musicians there. There was just it was a lot of musicians, let alone also a lot of rappers at that school. Um so I kinda like right away I got into it. Um just being around it and listening to other people like make their own music. That was my first real introduction to other people making music that I knew. You know, it's cool the first time you meet somebody you know that makes music. Um so, I, like, kind of hung around there. I played basketball for two years. It didn't work out. Uh, long story. But um, then I, I started to, I had a giant, like, gap, gap, gape, gaping hole. <laughs> I had a giant gap in my life to fill now with no practice, you know, every day. So, I just, I started writing. Um, I always wrote for fun, but this was, like, more serious. And then... The more I wrote the better I thought I was getting and then also coincidentally the shittier I think popular <laughs> rap music was getting at the time in that like 2012 time so that was like right when Chief Keef came out and everything like that so like I felt like I was improving and that rap was like going down so I was like why well, I think it's time for me to try it so luckily I knew some guys that uh, were at Milliken that helped me put out my first couple tracks shout out to hunted who I still do a lot of songs with and they kind of really helped me show my way of uh just the basics of editing you know putting your own music out there how it's supposed to sound and yeah so that was probably 2012 I would say it was right when I started to to hit the music
0: was was hip-hop something that you listened to a lot growing up as well though
1: oh yeah always it was just like yeah I mean not until recently more so I would say as I branched out into other genres of music but um just growing up like Eminem you know like immediately I was just like an Eminem fan right away of course, as probably a lot of kids my age were, and um, I just branched from there, and then into high school, I got more into, uh, like, the older type, I, like, remember finding, like, Tupac, and Biggie, and Wu-Tang, and um, Tribe Called Quest, and all those guys, and, like, I really just loved the 90s style hip-hop, and then, um, I don't know, I I did, like, the popular wave of hip-hop as well, but I don't know, I just, yeah, it was always, always hip-hop, so, if it wasn't basketball, I was doing something with hip-hop, listening to it, watching it, you know, trying to find new rappers. So once basketball was taken away or I decided not to do it anymore, it was just hip-hop was there, you know?
0: Well, well I'm a I'm a big Eminem fan myself. And yeah. I'm kind of curious. I mean, who who isn't a pretty big Eminem not fan, yeah, I feel everybody. like? It's not like this is something that's overly unique. But was there any specific song by Eminem that you just remember hearing or seeing a music video and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm really uh, into this?
1: I mean, like, I remember, like... My name, or not even, I think I was too young for my name is, but Real Slim Shady, I think was like one of the first ones that like, I just remember like, even at like eight, nine years old, maybe that song coming out and like my mom not wanting me to listen to it, which made me want to listen to it even more <laughs> and like know the words. And then just like, yeah, dude, like even when he came came out with like Eminem show or encore, like that was like when I was in like junior high and stuff like that. And then all those like Mockingbird, I think that was a really big one for me, um, I'm trying to think of the first Eminem song that I knew like every word to. It was probably "Without Me." Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably "Without Me." Do
0: Eminem you have a favorite song. Eminem album?
1: Um, Slim Shady LP. Yeah, probably. I, I did like Kamikaze though. Did you like it?
0: Yeah, I I haven't listened to a ton of Kamikaze uh-huh. to be to be fair, but I'm a I'm a big fan of the songs that I have heard off of it. Yeah.
1: No, I, I liked it a lot. I liked everything that was going on with that and the
0: Machine Gun Kelly. Beefing uh, oh, that was going on. Yeah, was, I, I was gonna it was ask good. it at some point, but we gotta weigh on weigh in yeah, yeah, on it right yeah. now if it's we're a, gonna mention it. As
1: a white rapper, I have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I, like I this. have to weigh in on two white beefs yeah, all going right. on.
0: right, hundred percent. You got you got to weigh in. What what's your thoughts on both the two songs?
1: I thought Machine Gun Kelly's was awesome. Like I thought it, it took everybody by surprise. I thought it was the best diss I've heard on Eminem. Um, like he didn't he didn't try to say he was better than him. He just he stated the facts of what was going on, and he said, hey. I said your daughter was hot, but think about it, man. Like, you've made your entire career off of being the guy to push the limits, and now you're going to get mad at me for that? Which I understood that point. I got that a lot. But then it's Eminem. So Eminem came back with his song, Kill Shot, and, like, right out the gate. He just took everything he said and twisted it. So, like, as a hip-hop fan, Eminem won. But I thought that he took Eminem took the biggest hit he's ever taken against Machine Gun Kelly. I give Machine Gun Kelly his props. Like, definitely.
0: Yeah, no, I'll I'll give you that. I mean, I'm I'm not going to give too in-depth of an analysis on it, but I thought that Killshot was pretty incredible, too. Yes, it was great. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. I've listened (laughs) to it, like, a crazy amount of
1: times, man. Like, I remember right when that came out, I, I put it on, like, probably, I sat in traffic coming home from Highland Park to the city on, like, a Friday. I think he dropped it, and... I mean, I sat in traffic for an hour and a half. I listened to it on repeat, like just literally on repeat for an hour and a half, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy is fucking. He's just a genius." Yeah. Oh yeah. He's not, a genius.
0: It's incredible. Okay, so my um, my music taste growing up a lot, and, and kind of to this day stills. I'm I'm pretty big into like metal, and I was in I was into the, a lot of the, like the pop punk bands uh-huh. back in the day. I'm kind of curious, what is it about hip hop music that you think you connected with a lot growing up and to this day? Um.
1: I don't know. It's interesting because there's there probably isn't a whole lot, you know, on the surface that I could I could really connect with. Um, I think that the basketball probably played a big part in it. You know, just kind of there's always like some type of weird thing with rappers wanting to be basketball players, basketball players want to be rappers, right? Like basketball players are always putting rap albums out. Like you see Drake, he's always at the All Star game trying to get in. He's doing layup lines with Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Like every like so I think that there's there's something with that. And maybe just being around basketball players, it was it was prevalent and like hip hop music was always around, whether it was locker room or, um, you know, just people listening to it before the games. So I think that probably that's that's really it, though, because there isn't a whole lot, you know, like, but I think that that's like one of the coolest things about hip hop is like even me having no like relatability to it, I could still listen to it and feel cool, you know, like and like it can make you feel a way like you're driving in a car and you're like, whoa, like all of a sudden, like you're bobbing your head and you're just like. Like something that somebody that had a completely different childhood and a completely different way of growing up than me can still make me feel a certain way. Like it, I think that there's like something about that. It's it's poetic, you know.
0: It's cool. Oh, definitely. So I know I know we've been, we've been sticking a lot on the the whole like white rapper concept. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it, I think it's a good kind of starting point for the yeah. conversation. Yeah, of course. What is the the general like family and friends opinion of you getting into the the hip hop scene?
1: Um, it's pretty pretty positive, I would say. My parents are both pretty supportive. Like my mom's really supportive of it. Um, she's probably one of my biggest fans. She comes to a lot of shows, which is cool. But um, and my friends are all been great too, man. And like that's the reason why I'm continuing to be able to do shows is because my friends have always been very supportive and show out. And you know, our opening act that can bring people is is a, a good opening act. And they they're gonna continue to get that so. That's kind of where I've been able to, and that's that's all because of my friends. So they've been extremely supportive of it, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe like my older some of my older family like relatives like don't approve it. Like my grandpa doesn't really approve of it. My grandpa like we just had dinner or uh, lunch like not too long ago, and he was like, "So are you still doing that hip hop shit?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, grandpa." And he's like, "Ah, how's it going?" I'm like, "Pretty good, actually." So, but other than that, man, like yeah, it's it's but pretty good feedback. Like I think, yeah, I think it's better than I thought it would be.
0: Grandpas are always doing that stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, I wouldn't get too phased by that. Have, have you, uh, have you found any of your friends like turning on you or anything or giving you a bunch of shit and saying you should get like a different job or you should focus your energy uh, on something else? No,
1: none of my like initial friends, none of like my real like friend group has all, all been really supportive, but, um, I definitely thought like, when I started this, I was a sophomore in college, right? And so, there were still people from high school that, like, I was—I thought I was pretty close with, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought that there would be more support from other people like that. And my my friend group has stayed supportive and been supportive, but I thought that I would get more support maybe from people that I, I used to be cool with. And I didn't get like a, and it's not like nobody's like talking shit or anything like that. It's just like you know, not what I, I kind of, I guess, I don't know why I expected it though. Cause like, there's no, you're not, you shouldn't expect anything for it, you know, until you actually do something. Like, I was just like, Oh, just cause Matt raps, like we should support him. Like, there's no, there's no need of that. But my, my like core friend group has been so supportive. They're, they're awesome. And I really, I would not be anywhere if it wasn't for them. So thank you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Cause you're probably going to be the
1: only people watching this.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you. great. Yeah. Uh, so do, do do your friends go to a lot of your shows? Yes, yeah, yeah, Oh, cool! Definitely. But your grandpa Definitely. doesn't. My grandpa doesn't.
1: My grandpa will not be at the show, man. There's no chance.
0: Never. Never. Has he ever gotten the invite and just turned yeah. it down? Yeah. Uh. My mom tried
1: to get him to go, and he was like, "No, no chance. This is not happening." <laughs> it's okay, grandpa.
0: I still love you. No, <laughs> oh, that's that's honestly great. Let's um, let's do a Brandon question. Yeah.
1: Ask away, Brandon. I think
0: we're uh, I think we're about far enough in to do at least one of question. For okay, sure. so sort of a long question, but yeah. um, Piano Therapy seemingly your po- most popular song thus far yeah. has yeah. a specific section I'm curious about. You yeah. say feeling like in my hands I've got this mean world telling me to choose between my dream and my dream girl. Damn, that can't be true. If anyone could follow through, I guarantee that I can have my cake and eat that bitch too a pretty common struggle with artists seems to be balancing what it takes to make this dream a reality while also keeping pieces of your current reality intact. Is this something you struggle with? Do you ever fear having to make sacrifices like with this quote uh, or with this quote unquote mean world um, says you have to? It's
1: a good question, Brandon. Um, Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Definitely. There's, there's total sacrifices all the time that you that i need to think about making um i said you know i i i kind of put everything that i have into the music or like if anything's going on so you know i have songs about then that same song i talk about my brother um you know I, i was talking about my girlfriend there i talk about my family whether people struggle with different things whether it's alcoholism or addiction or whatever it may be um and it's people sometimes get mad, you know, or, like, they definitely say, like, why do you need to put that out there for people you don't know anybody? And, um, but it's, I guess the only way I can say that, the reason why I called that song Piano Therapy is because, like, the beat is obviously extremely piano-based, and then that was therapy for me. Like, at the time, I guess to break down the whole thing of that is this whole Piano Therapy song came when, um... It was just one day, like I, 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 it was like one of the first times that I really experienced like really super highs and really super lows in the same day, um, which I'm normally like kind of not really that kind of person, but I was like my senior year of college, I want to say, and I just got done doing like my first real show. I, I did Reggie's, I don't know if you've ever been to Reggie's Rock Club, it's in the South Loop, but it's a, it's a great venue, and so that was the first like official show that I had done. That was the previous weekend. This, the upcoming Friday, I had my mixtape coming out. And I was just like, things were going well for me. I was, I was excited. And then in this, like the matter of like 10 minutes, I get a phone call from my mom about some stuff that happened with my brother that it wasn't going well. And then I got a phone call from my girlfriend. And she was saying that she went to my show the previous weekend. And she was basically saying that if I get any bigger in rap, she's not going to be able to, to handle it and she's not going to be able to continue this. So that's why I say I feel like this means world telling me to choose between my dream and my dream girl. It's like, what do I go for now? Am I going to go for, you know, continuing down this relationship path or continuing down my dream, you know, where, and I understand her point of of going on tour and not being home a lot and and girls, you know, and stuff like that. I, I understand that aspect of it. And she was, to be fair, she let me know very early on. But I also felt like, you're, we still got a really long ways to go and you're kind of putting you know, this, this fork in the road already which is didn't seem necessary but I've never written a song as piano therapy as quickly as that because it really, I mean, I turned on that beat and it kind of just poured out of me I wrote that song in maybe 30 minutes which is unheard of for me, unheard of I fucking take hours to write a song and it really, I felt better at the end of it so that's why I called it piano therapy and I was like, I need to get this on my mixtape that's going to drop, so I recorded it right away and then People took a liking to it, to my humongous surprise. People took a giant liking to it, because I had no fans at that point, and that song got like 50,000 plays in the first week. I
0: mean, just... Yeah, how how did you... I was going to ask you, like... Because honest, (laughs) still couldn't even tell you. It
1: it was one big page that reposted reposted it. It's this SoundCloud page called Eternal Soul, and they had like 60,000 followers, and they reposted it, and then from that, it just it just took off and the ball just kept rolling from it I guess and I got a bunch of followers and a bunch of views and likes and you know by far that's still my biggest jump that I've ever had you know that I'm still coasting on that I get likes every day from piano therapy still like and it's still growing in numbers so that song's almost five years old now I think and which is crazy
0: that, that's really cool that there was a like a big moment of inspiration and that it means so much to you. When you, you listened to it back for the first time, do you remember that feeling? And did you feel like yeah. other people were going to take to this song specifically?
1: I didn't know that other people were going to really take to it, but I remember I went to my buddy Hunted's place because I recorded it there because his equipment sounded way better. And I was like, hey, I got to record this. I got to get this out. and needs a sound good. And right when I got done recording it, he was like, that that's your best song and he's like that's the best thing you ever put out and I was like really and he's like yeah he's like that's your best song and then I kind of like because he's I mean he stays by his name hundred like he lets me know like you know if I put out something he's like I didn't really like that you know which is nice to have somebody like that and he was like this is your best song and then it you know it it, by far I don't even have anything close to to plays as that song like it just I have a few songs that are doing okay but yeah I would love to get another one like piano therapy but you can't make them, you know. You can't force them. They just come.
0: No, I, I definitely get that. Sometimes, like a uh, creative thought just enters your head, and it doesn't make any sense because then you'll just have like a total writer's block on something. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I think with um, with trying to stay. We were talking about before about like staying consistent, right? Oh, yeah. And like continuing to be consistent. And I feel like especially today, like you have to put out a lot of songs, and it's tough. Because I don't want to force anything, you know? Like, I don't want to, like, sit down and be like, you have to write right now. Like, because then it's like, ah, I've done that before. And I feel like they're not my best songs. So, I can't all of a sudden spark up a creative, you know, thing. It's not going to happen. Like, it just, it happens or it doesn't. So, sometimes I can go, I can go two months without writing something, you know? Which is, that sucks. If you're trying to make it as Definitely, a rapper, like, yeah. that's a, that's rough. So, I try to bank up songs now, you know? So, I have like stuff that I can, if I'm taking a long time writing stuff, I still have stuff to stay relevant, you know?
0: How many songs do you have out there in the world right now?
1: Probably like 50, maybe a little over 50, somewhere in that range, yeah. Um, I think it's a decent amount. It's nothing crazy, but it's it's pretty good, you know? I think that like, if somebody, I want it to be like, if somebody stumbles across me and they, they like, oh, I like this guy, there's enough material out there for them to sustain for a little bit, you know? And that's, what like with 50 songs i know that's th- 3 minutes each but yeah, i think it's decent and i think it gives like a little door opening of, of who i am as a as an artist yeah
0: now um, like right before you you got over here i was looking at your your instagram story and i noticed mm-hmm. that you had commented on basically a couple of haters yeah, yeah. who had who had posted something that's some the things.
1: first time i ever done that <laughs> actually like the first time i ever done that and i've i've wanted to so many times i don't know why today was different cuz i like i don't know like, you, somebody, like, says something to you and, like, says some shit, you want to be like, dude, what the fuck? But you, you're not going to change everybody's <laughs> mind, you know? No. Like, it's just not going to happen. So I told him, I was like, don't respond to any of the negative stuff. But then for some reason today, some guy, it was funny because he, like, commented on the song. and He was like, it would be better as an instrumental. So basically, just if I wasn't on the song. <laughs> and I was like, I agree. I said, I agree. The, his flow is whack but that I was commenting from my original Facebook page. So then this guy responds thinking that like, he's going to get in like a little, yeah, this guy sucks. And so he's like, he's mad corny. And what else? he said, like his animated hand movements, which I'm sorry, I move my hands a lot. I don't know what to tell you. So then I said like, yeah, all your, all your advice is being noted. And then I was like, uh, My next video, I'm gonna shoot in a big bird costume. What do you think? Is it too corny? And he was like, Try Elmo. So then I thought, like, it worked out at the end. Like, at least, like, he was like, Oh shit, you know, and then he kind of joked around too. So I feel like that kind of worked out the best scenario because it it could have. Because I was ready to be like, Listen, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) I was like, Why don't you write my next rap for me and then send it to me and I'll do it? Like, yeah, but whatever. Does
0: it normally bother you then when people write you hate comments? Like, how do you normally internalize it? Well, for the most
1: part, like, I just don't. Like, I'm just like, oh, you're not going to please everybody. You know, like, that's my normal way to look at it. But I don't know. For some reason today, like, this guy got me. Like, I got a good night of sleep, and I think I just, like, I don't know why. I don't know why that would make a difference if I got a good night or shitty night. But I just woke up, and I was like, man, I want to respond to this guy. Like, fuck this. But sometimes, like, like, that one I should have let go. There's another one that I definitely, and I still want to talk to, so I guess I can address it now. Yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> so whoever you are out there, some guy commented on my, uh, I don't know if you saw, but I have a music video called Shiki no Uda. Yeah, and yeah, I, I watched it actually earlier today. So on that one, that song is, I don't speak Japanese, that song is called Shiki no Uda because it's a remake of a, the beat Shiki no Uda by Nujabis. And some guy commented on it and he was like, he stole this beat from blah, blah, blah. And said some completely different song. Some other guy that also stole the beat. So he wasn't even right about it. And he's like, this bitch ass motherfucker. I hate when people steal shit. I'd be like, dude, the person you said I stole it from isn't even the right person. We both stole it from somebody else. So know your shit if you're going to talk shit. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to talk shit, just know it. And that's it, guy. Whoever you are out there in the ether. I addressed it now. So you, you win at the end of the day. <laughs> we
0: go. Yeah, I guess he does win. He wins. You win. Fuck. Um... All right, let's do another Brandon question. Yeah. Brandon, that was a really
1: good question, man. That was in-depth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Brandon's questions are normally in-depth, for sure. But we uh, we appreciate that. Okay. Um, this, is, this is pretty much... I don't know, we we kind of covered the one question, so we'll do... Um, hip-hop is obviously a landscape that's a little trickier to navigate when you're white because it has been historically so driven by black culture... Do you feel any of that within this industry? I guess even is this a question you get often?
1: I mean, yeah, you definitely feel it. Uh, I think the best way is just to address it. Like I said in the beginning of this, I said I'm from Northbrook right away, like because people are looking right, you know, like looking to pick you apart as far as stuff. So I just have to be as honest as possible, you know, like and let them know, like I don't have a crazy background. I'm not a gangbanger. I don't have anything crazy, like to really to talk about i just have my my issues i have life from my side you know i have that version to speak about so i just kind of lay it all out there and then if you want to hate me after that go ahead you know like but i can't change anything else about me so i still want to rap you know but yeah no it's definitely it's definitely a a weird world you know being a white guy especially because like i dress so like not like a rapper which i do intentionally especially when i'm performing. but, like, I, there's many times where I, I go, you know, to go backstage and the security guards are like, no, 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 you know? And I'm like, I got a wristband, man. I'm about to rap. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Really? But yeah. They're like, no, 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 man. I'm like, I got to go get the show promoter at the front and he's got to bring me up. And he's like, no, he's the next guy performing. Like, I've had clubs not let me in before. Like, I've had to sit, I had to sit outside in December last year for the Scarface show because they didn't believe I was opening for it. And the guy that booked me wasn't there yet and they're like no nah, yeah and i was like dude it's fucking december like 20th right now you guys can't let me in the lobby at least like i'm freezing my ass off they're like no sorry man like i'm like dude you know how you rappers are if i let you in i got to let your whole crew in i was like dude i don't even have a dj i fucking do it myself i fucking press play and rap like let me in it's just me myself and i so yeah dude it's uh i don't know but i think that it also as much as it like can hurt it also can help a little bit too because i am like a minority, and I think that that, just that alone makes me stand out, you know? Like if I go do a show, there might be, you know, four black rappers and one white rapper, you know? And I'm the one white rapper, or two white rappers, whatever it may be, but all of a sudden I am now standing out, just a little bit. So I have your attention there, you know? And like I said, I, I dress, I dress as like I don't even know what the word, ca- it's not a casual, but I dress like literally as casual as possible because I don't want any preconceived notion of me. You know, I don't want anybody to have any judgment. If I show up and I wear them like a tie dye shirt or something like that and I'm wearing some Jordans, somebody's going to show up and I'll be like, fuck this guy before I even start rapping. So <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I literally, I wear I jeans, I wear a t-shirt, I wear a hat and I wear like beat up Converse and I walk on stage and I want them to go like, oh, the sound guy's coming to fix something. And then I start rapping, you know? Like, I want them to have zero opinion of me at all. I'll be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, oh, he's rapping? Oh, now I have to listen, you know?
0: Have so, you ever had, like, uh, other rappers around you just be, like, flat-out disrespectful to your face or just not treat you seriously? Uh,
1: nothing, like, crazy. But, yeah, I definitely have, like, people, like, just be, like, very surprised or... uh But, yeah, again, like, once I, like, start rapping and then I keep, like, a very, like... Joking persona on stage, you know, mm-hmm. like I like to like call people out in the crowd as soon as I'm done with the first song and be like, "Hey, you didn't think I could rap, did you?" You know, like, "Oh shit," you know, like and kind of <laughs> like have a little bit of playful banter because people will not take like a serious white guy serious, you know, like they just won't. So you have to kind of like be a gimmick, almost a little bit, a little bit. I don't know.
0: No, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think it's it's pretty great that you're so honest with yourself and you're so upfront it's pretty refreshing for me to hear because i see so many people who get into the the rap scene who kind of put on this persona Mm -hmm. i'm like that's not actually how you are they try to try to be someone they're not and Mm -hmm. i just i think it's it's yeah it's very refreshing to not see that it's a
1: fake it till you make it business you know type of thing and um you know we see that we i have a podcast actually boom shout out time podcast i was
0: literally just about to get to that because yeah. i was gonna say like you mentioned you would go up there and you kind of crack jokes yeah is that something that inspired you with the podcast like just kind of cracking jokes definitely. and that side of you show yeah
1: definitely the podcast helped me just kind of like learn how to talk a little bit more um but the podcast is called ill-advised and unprepared check it out um but that being said, we kind of do like a spotlight thing where we have something called Making It, where we get guests on. And because of that, we've had a lot of uh, rapping guests on just because shows and stuff like that. I've met a lot of people. And it's kind of like we kind of laugh where it's kind of like it's always the same scenario where every rapper is always doing amazing. You know, <laughs> it's as good as it's ever been. And It's ama- like oh, no, yeah. nobody's ever t- like we do. You watch the show Hot Ones. Mm-mm. OK, there's an episode. Of hot ones where DJ Khaled eats a bunch of spicy food and he turns into a huge bitch. You gotta watch <laughs> it. It's hilarious. But they ask him, like, when's one time that you took a loss in your life? And he's like,
0: I never took an L. Oh, I, I never hate taken an that L. mentality. Yeah, it's dude. such bullshit. I hate it so much. The
1: guy that's interviewing him literally goes, He's like, You never missed the highway exit before, man? He's like, Never. I've never taken an L. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, dude. It's a joke. You're not human at that point. And at the end of the day, like, you gotta be relatable a little bit. And I guess maybe not. That's not true with rap, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, Nobody like people want it to be relatable, but nobody's living like rappers are. Like if the real rappers like that have gold chains and huge houses and cars and everything like that, like so I don't know what people can really relate to that except for the the fantasy of wanting to have it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so let's take a step back with when it comes to this podcast. Yeah. How sorry. did how did you even like? No, no, no worries. Because honestly, I'm really glad that you bring up people who who put on this. Persona where they're like, yeah, everything is great all the yeah. time. Because I'm totally not that person. Yeah. I'm the kind of person if you if a random stranger is like, how are you doing? I'm like, ah, eh, like a five out of ten, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to know the truth, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, like, let's let, let's talk about it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, in, in regards to the the podcast, like, how would you get started with that, and um, like, what yeah. what do you guys mostly talk about?
1: Um, it started. Because we always wanted my buddy Ruben to do stand-up comedy. He's a funny, funny dude that rambles all the time. And I think he just never really wanted to. And he does some, like, comedy writing for a, a sketch comedy group called The Storefront. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. But they run some stuff out of Wicker Park. So he does some comedy for them. And his roommate um, does, like, acting and, and writing for them, too. So this was kind of like I think his way of just getting into the comedy scene but never actually going on stage Yeah, and I had the equipment already from rapping so I yeah. had like a microphone and the audio box and everything like that so we just had to get another microphone and um and we started it and we just started it me and Ruben at first and uh it was a disaster. It was terrible, and we thought it was gonna be like a sports show. We thought we were gonna talk about sports. We realized we didn't like sports that much, and it just like it wasn't good. It was a disaster. And then we we added our buddy Cole on, who's our lifelong friend, and uh, as like a stat checker guy. But then he didn't do his job, and he just turned into a third co-host. So he's like just somehow found his way on. And then like ten episodes in, we uh, we started getting guests. And then we started it with our making it is what we call it. So we break up the podcast into three segments, um, kind of like how we did like a little five minute like you know intro, get to know each other. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah. that as our first segment. We just call it um, what you got, and we just do like a current event type thing, just to get to know the guest a little bit. Then we we break up our commercial, or our uh, our podcast with fake advertisements. So we like oh, so we like throw like a fake like Saturday Night Live type yeah, commercial yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So we go to a break. We come back. We do making it, which is all about the guest. You know, all about whatever they're trying to make it in. We have any, all types of uh, variety of people from uh, rappers, comedians, of or most of them. And then we've had, we had a dog trainer on last week. We've had bodybuilders, um, coaches, just entrepreneurs, anybody that started their own small business, something like that. Just anybody that's making it in a different aspect than kind of like a nine to five or something like that. And then we just interview them on that. Um, and then we break up the last segment is kind of, like, we this is more of the Ruben thing where we do something called Ruben's Rants, and we let him kind of rant stuff out, and we do, like, we play, like, games with the, the guests. So they kind of run, like, two hours sometimes. Oh, um, But, I mean, it's it's been going pretty well. We, we're getting a good amount of guests. We're on episode 58 right now. Oh, man. Yeah, so check us out, ill-advised and unprepared. But, yes, like you said, I'm sorry, I didn't even answer the question. Um, the... <sighs> talking on the podcast helps me talk in between like banter which i think is really important like i never thought it was and then i went and saw this uh this show with my girlfriend i can't even remember what the band was was some icelandic band and in between the songs they were like super chill rock but the guy wouldn't say anything the head guy he would just go at the end and go thank you and then he'd go back (laughs) and he and they wouldn't say anything it'd be like silent for like 30 seconds and then i was like this is so weird like and then I was just, I don't know. So I was like, right away, I was like, I need to make sure that there's still something engaging. I'm not the best rapper in the world. You know, I know that. So if something needs to be more likable about me while I'm up there for people to be engaged, and if I can talk to them and bring somebody into it, now they're going to feel like they're a part of the show and they're going to be more engaged and they're going to be more inclined to, to listen more. And so if I can have that little aspect of, being myself, not going up and being like, yo, 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 what up, everybody? Like, and pet peeve from mine for rappers don't get up on stage and just, if like there's people scattered throughout the place, don't just be like, everybody come up onto the front, come right now. Like, you haven't done anything. Nobody's gonna come up and do it like if you haven't even rapped yet. They don't know if you can rap. But you let it go, you rap, and then you ask people to do it. Nobody likes to be told to do anything. Right. Even when I'm like a fan of somebody and they go, come on up. I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. I'll come up when I'm ready. So ask them, be like, Hey guys, if you like what I'm doing, I would just love for you to come on up. I try to mix it up a little bit. Every line that you like, take a step closer to me, you know, something <laughs> like that. Just so that you like, then you give them the option to bring it into you and you gotta like, you, you gotta cultivate that environment. Performance so important, man. It's, it's really important. Like, yeah, I don't
0: know. Is performing your favorite part of absolutely. rapping?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, I think that, I guess the way I can kind of, I, I listened to the winebacks Poppy episode and you said that you did some, um, some Second City stuff, right? Some yeah, Second yeah, City yeah. Some classes? Yeah. Um, did you do any of the shows and anything like that
0: yeah. with it? Yeah. Yeah, I did a couple of shows.
1: So... I don't know, but I'm assuming like when you guys are doing practice and then you, versus you guys doing a live show in front of a crowd, there's probably a different energy to it, right? Yeah. And feeding off of the crowd and everything. Yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah. So, I think that it's kind of the same thing as far as performing where if somebody just listens to your music or they go and see you live, there's a whole different atmosphere that's going to be there. If you go to a comedy show, like a stand-up show, it's funnier when you're there than if you watch it on TV, right? Because yeah. you're in the environment of it. And it's the same thing. So... I feel like you really have an opportunity to bring people in and that's what you have to do. You have to bring them in by whatever means necessary and just be by being relatable and being a real person. You know?
0: do, do you have any good like concert story that's ever happened to you? Like something on stage or something you saw? Um,
1: Man, nothing like crazy. I haven't had any girls flash me yet or anything like that. <laughs> uh, um, no, man. Like nothing, nothing too crazy just yeah I basically kind of just do my set and get the fuck
0: out of yeah. there like, <laughs> that also might yeah. be a good thing <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that you're not just like well yeah one time just went terrible no like. it's, <laughs> I've been
1: good like luckily I'm going to like I haven't forgotten any of my lyrics um, which oh if, I'm, I'm doing rapping pet peeves now apparently yeah. so I gotta say another one don't rap over your own song like it just sounds like karaoke though. like you can't do that you have to rap over the beat and you have to use your words it sounds way better I used to do it too, and a lot of rappers do it, and it's, there's a security blanket because if you mess up, you can just pick back up, and you can hear the words, uh. but it sounds way better if you just actually rap, and you just have your instrumental, so do it, rappers. Trust me. I, that's like the number one compliment I get at shows is people are like, you're the only person that was really rapping. Like Everybody else is just their track, and like you, you hear their track over them, so I, I think it's way clearer, and yeah. And if I have any more pet peeves, they'll come to me. I'll let you rappers know.
0: Wait, you're telling me you've never tripped over your words doing rap before? I feel like that's the one that's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, no, I I have,
1: but like I've, if I've, for the most part, if I've been able to trip it up, like I switched verses one time. That was the worst thing I probably ever did, is I had a three Uh, verse song and then during the second verse, I started doing the third verse. Oh, yeah. But then I, I just fixed it and I just did the second verse and the third verse spot, you know, like during the song. Yeah. So, I, but yeah, I'll, like, stumble over a word maybe every once in a while, but I've never stumbled over, like, an entire, like, lyric and not been able to pick back up.
0: That's pretty... Imp- well, yeah. I, I bring this up also because... I'm notoriously bad at reading out loud because uh-huh. I I'm, I'm always trip over my words. Yeah, Like, I used to uh, I was a radio DJ for a little bit, and I'd have to read Me out too. these outliners. Uh, yeah. And I would always, like, screw them up. I'd always trip over them, yeah. so I'm just... No, I hear hate- <laughs> you. Luckily, I don't have to
1: read it. If I had to read it, I probably would fuck it up because I'm not a great reader. But, um, yeah, man, I, I practice a lot. I really do. I sit in my room and I practice, like, and I practice my lyrics over and over again because... Um, I'm, luckily, I don't get nervous on stage, and I kind of relate that back to going into school, like doing a presentation in front of the class. Present, presentation in front of the class, um, I was nervous sometimes if I didn't know the material, and if I did know the material, I was never nervous, and I would go all fine. So I take that into rapping and go: if I'm 100% confident that I've done these songs a hundred times in my room, I'm not gonna fuck it up. You know, like as long as I don't get too drunk, I'm not gonna yeah, fuck it up. Yeah, like yeah. so that's, that's it. Just, so I just feel prepared going into it. And then I think because of that, then, and then once I, once I start going, man, it's like, it's like autopilot or something, you know, like I, I'm not even thinking I'm just going like, it's just, it's muscle memory at that point, you know? For sure. Yeah.
0: What, um, I, I noticed I went on your, uh, your Instagram and I saw one of the clips of you rapping for, it was, it was a pretty long, like fast. And I was, I was thinking if I did that, I would, my breath would run out. What yeah. is, uh, what's your Instagram handle?
1: Uh, Asthmatic Music, A-Z-M-A-T-T-I-C Music.
0: Yeah, check it out, it's a... Two T's, because it's my name,
1: Matt. People have a hard time with
0: that. Ah, you know, I was wondering, like... Why there's two T's? I I was like... Or the capital M, too. So your name, Asthmatic, does it just come from Matt, or how did that happen? That and I I had,
1: I had exercise-induced asthma growing up. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) like, when I play basketball, so I was like, yeah, Asthmatic, like, it just, it works. I wanted something with my name in it, and yeah. yeah. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's not bad. Nah, that's not I, bad. I have uh, I have uh, allergy induced asthma, so okay. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you will think of a name. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't. I don't think uh, rap is is my is my thing. I no. don't know. You haven't tried it yet. I mean, I I have tried it. Just have you? like I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm the person where I, I go to parties and I'll, whenever I get drunk, I walk up to someone. and I'm like, yo, you want to rap battle? Me? Yeah. I don't know why this has just become my new conversation starter. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I need to invest in. You're gonna, this gonna run into the wrong more. person. It's oh, gonna be like,
1: ready <laughs> for this. It's gonna be like, yes, I do. <laughs> like, dude, I've been writing for years waiting for somebody.
0: Yeah, and I'm just gonna get absolutely destroyed. And then. Dude, just rap be battles like, are. They're a funny. Yeah, well, let's let's thing. talk about rap battles a little bit. Have you. Uh, is that something that you partake in?
1: A little bit in college. Um, it would. Yeah, a little bit in college. Mostly like freestyling in like circles and stuff like that. And then like somehow then one or another would start into but in college most of the time they end in fights you know like everybody's (laughs) fucking hormone up and drunk and like it just never ends well but rap battles most of the time they're pretty hostile environments like unless it's like a official rap battle at like the rap battle olympics or something like that in a stage like those guys are professionals but like if there's like two random people you are gonna watch like two random people rap battle just be like have your head on a swivel because a fight might break out at any point in time (laughs)
0: <laughs> you just never know. So, has have you gotten into a fight from a rap battle before, or just like yeah, yeah, some yeah. punches thrown? Oh, yeah. there we go, there we go. Yeah, that was a Truth early comes out. early memory
1: and or not <laughs> so great of a memory of my freshman <laughs> year of college. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's uh, all good. yeah, no, I'm still here. So yeah, it's still we're good.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not pretty yet. funny. Yeah, no, it wasn't a good situation.
0: So, have you seen um, that movie Eight Mile before? Yeah, of course. And there they have all the like. Whenever I think of rap battles I think nah. about those like super intense rap battles in in that movie. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. Do you ever do you ever listen to the song Lose Yourself? Mhm. Is that is that one of the the cliché songs where you're like, "Oh, you listen to the song and you imagine like this is what my life is going to be like?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do.
1: I don't I don't know if I could ever say that, but yeah, Mom's spaghetti, nervous on your sweater already yeah. like all that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've Yeah, man, like, you get butterflies, for sure, but that, if, I mean, if I went into that environment rapping, I would probably be really fucking nervous, too, like, that was a pretty hostile environment that he looked like he was going into in the the 90s, you have to think about, like, when Eminem was coming up, versus now, like, there's white rappers everywhere you look, like, especially face-tattooed white white rappers, that's what, we said the new thing is, I gotta get some face tattoos, if it's ever gonna, if it's ever gonna happen for me, but, uh, it's just, it's way more accepting now, you know, being a white rapper, in that aspect of it. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's do, uh, let's do another Brandon question. Yeah. Brandon is uh, killing it with these questions. I'll give him that.
1: Great questions, Brandon.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and Brandon, shout out to Minnesota, man. I'm a big Minnesota fan. My dad <laughs> lived up there his whole life. Uh, all of his side of the family still up there. So I go up to Minnesota like twice a year, probably.
0: Love Minnesota. Minneapolis. There we go. There we go. Nothing to say about Cleveland.
1: Never been to
0: Cleveland. So well, I'm sorry. You're, well, you're missing it. <laughs> Is it. Do you like it? Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously not enough to live there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. <laughs> that's a great answer. That's, why, that's, that's always really my thought. Answer. Whenever I try to defend things, I'm like, well, you're I'm not here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not there. So it's, you know. Um, okay, follow up question on the radio show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne always asks white rappers what they're doing for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh-huh. Do you feel a responsibility of being a hip-hop artist to incorporate some sort of activism?
1: Uh, I, w- I guess some type of activism. Not that necessarily activism. I feel like that's a lose-lose situation. Like, there's people are either going to get mad at you for doing that, and then there's really no benefit. Like, people are going to tell you to mind your own business. Like, you're not black, so why are you worried, like... I don't know. Um, I have a lot of black friends, and, like, of course, black lives matter. But, like, and if you say all lives matter, then all of a sudden you're racist, too. It's just such a weird, like, touchy topic. I would say that, like, my more so, like, activism thing would be, like, like, anti-social justice warrior or something like that. Like, I just don't like how, like, everybody's walking on eggshells. It feels like everywhere. I, yeah. So, like, I would just kind of say, like, that. Like, everybody needs to chill out. But, yeah, man, there's definitely a, a marketing, like, being a conscious rapper. And a lot of rappers don't want to be labeled that. And they get, like... They feel like... Because then once you put out that type of music, like a conscious rap song, like, do you know what Immortal Technique is? Yeah, I've heard of him. So, like, he's, like, a very, like, angry, but, like, very conscious rapper. And, like, Immortal Technique, not that I don't think he would want to, but he can't put out a party song. You know? Like, there's just... His fans would have a fucking (laughs) uproar. And so, like, a lot of people don't want to be labeled as something. Um, So, yeah, I guess, like picking, picking some type of thing, but I guess I just pick the songs. Like if I want to talk about something in this song, then I'll talk about it. If not, a lot of times though, I just like to rhyme words together and there'd be no fucking meaning to it. You know, like, I like to try to flow over a beat as well as I can. So, um, I guess just like picking and choosing and not like giving a fuck, like don't care what people think. Don't care if you pick a side or if you don't pick a side or if you rap this way or that way, or like, if you want to make a song, make a song the way you want to make it. And I think that's like the number one way Like you have to please yourself first And if you go out trying to make music Trying to please other people You're, you're just nobody's gonna be happy Because then you're not gonna be happy either
0: Well I think, I think that kind of brings me to another question So whenever you're writing a song Do you ever have a thought in your head on Are people going to like this song And does that ever detract from the art That you're trying to create
1: Not while I'm writing it no I would say after the fact Like when I've like recorded it And I'm re-listening to it I'll think like what can I do to try to make this more like better? Or, like people might like more, whether it's like add some ad libs or like you know, I don't know, add some more reverb and make it sound like more like auto or some shit like that. But um, while I'm writing it, I don't, I don't I, like, I don't let that thought process dictate my lyrics at all. Like, I want to, I just kind of like write. And luckily, I don't really like think too much or just about like what I'm writing about. When I get in the zone, I can really like just only think about that. And I could sit there for three hours and not even. Like not even move, you know. I'm just sitting there and just writing, 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 and yeah. So, uh,
0: what um, what is that the YouTube channel that you had you had mentioned to me?
1: Let me let me plug them right now. Jazz Hop Cafe. There's their there's their little logo. Here we go. Um, Jazz Hop is a huge been a huge help to me, man. They're a, a YouTube page. Um, I guess they say they got like really popular from posting these. Uh, lo-fi mixes is what they're called lo-fi is kind of like the the genre of music or like the beats that are like very like ambient and like very smooth soulful piano based like jazzy type stuff a lot of the beats that i rap over and they're just a a youtube page that started posting my stuff and so i got in contact with them when they started posting and posted piano therapy first and then um I was like, this is a big blog, you know, that's posting my stuff. Let me, you know, I reached out to them and then they got back to me and we've been able to do a lot of stuff. So now I've posted two music videos with them. I've got a couple singles. I've been on their compilation CDs. So I'm basically doing as much stuff as I can with Jazz Hop because they're been so supportive to me. And it's hard to get, like, it's hard to get people to, to post your stuff. You know, like, you get, you kind of get, like, your, your niche and then that's it. So Jazz Hop's been... The first one, and they've been awesome, so I've been sticking by them and and supporting them as much as I can because they've been supporting me, so yeah, jazz hop cafe, check them out on YouTube. They got some really, really, really dope mixes, man they're dope
0: <laughs> cool. um what about the 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 music videos like i I enjoy yeah. watching those. Talk to me a little bit about how those got created and what that process was like.
1: yeah, um well, the last two in particular on the jazz hop were. Uh Shiki no Uda and Rosetta is what they were called. And um both guys, Chris, shout out to Chris. He's the one that uh shot both of them for me. But Shiki no Uda, like I said before, is just a uh it's a remake of an old new song and um it's played on Fuck man, Cowboy Beat no, not Cowboy Beat Baba, Samurai Champloo that anime. So I threw, I had him throw in the the anime in that video of like the different types of stuff like that because I wanted to resonate um, just with that anime and also that that song. So that's where like that anime is, and then that was just shot on my rooftop um, in Chicago that we have. So I just thought that, that was like a cool little area. I, I just like like simple like videos that kind of just like are a nice like a, like just like a nice thing to look at. Like there's nothing too crazy about them. Kind of like. Uh, like early Mac Miller videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that, Kool-Aid yeah, yeah, yeah. and Frozen Pizza, where he's just kind of walking around. Like, there's nothing too much about it. You're just kind of focusing on like a chill beat and some some lyrics, like you know. And you just you have something to watch while you're at it. So, um, I definitely have some ideas for some music videos though to get like. More in detail and have some scripts to them and stuff like that. But for now, I just kind of like the easy going vibe for it. So that's kind of where I went with both of those jazz music videos. Same thing with the Rosetta one. Just I did a spot in Logan Square where there's all this graffiti and there's just graffiti everywhere. And then that's basically it, you know. I did a verse where I'm rapping on my buddy Hunted's uh, shoulders. And then uh, another one where my my friend Cole that's on the podcast is like doing weird dance moves and stuff like that. And he's wearing uh, a fanny pack. I got some pit sticks.
0: It's getting a little hot in there. I'll give it. So do you you have an idea for a video and then it just goes from there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, before I shoot the video, I have an idea. And then I'll talk with with Chris if he's doing it and we'll we'll kind of figure it out. But I'm going to stick with Chris unless somebody else... Reaches out, that's dope. But Chris has been great, man. He's great, Price. Really easy to work with. Um, yeah, just kind of sees the vision that I want with it, and yeah, I don't have to do much like with it. I just kind of tell him where I want to go, and he gets it. So, shout out to Chris, man.
0: Yeah, and I I, I am kind of picky about music videos, but I do like the ones I saw of yours because they are they're simplistic, but they're amusing, but they're not distracting. There's yeah. like a good balance yeah. of that's what I'm going of for, it. Right? Yeah, so. I, oh, I like awesome, that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right. I think Brandon has a couple more questions. Don't know if we'll get to everything on here, but
1: all good, we'll
0: give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see what Brandon's got. Um, where do you see yourself going as an artist? Do you just want to keep doing what you're doing? Do you have bigger goals and aspirations you're pursuing? And ultimately, just within the music itself, is there anything you specifically are trying to do or create?
1: Um... Ultimate goal is I want to do this for my living. So, you know, I don't, I don't care about being famous or getting big or, like, anything like that. I just want to perform and make a living, like, where I and eventually want to have a family, too. Because I can get kind of close to making a living right now if I, like, super slum it up. But I want to be able to, like, provide for a family, like, somewhat and still be able to do what I love. So, um, that's, like, the ultimate goal. Is just that. Uh, When I started rapping, I didn't think I would even get to where I'm at right now. You know, I didn't think it was. So especially in this last year, I really started. Once I turned like 25, I kind of hit like a gear where I was like, I don't know if it's like a quarter life crisis or something. But I was just like, fuck, dude, like you got to figure some shit out because getting older and rapping is not cool. (laughs) And so like nobody wants to be a 40 year old rapper. Right. So like I got to figure that shit out now if i'm gonna do it so it like really amped me up and then this last year like that's where i've gotten all of these opportunities for performing it's just like putting myself out there and just being as aggressive as i can and it's it's paid off i mean i've it's by far been my most year like by far been my best year so i just kind of am taking that same mentality going into this next year and like being even more aggressive and continuing to try to get as much shows as i can and then you know, i have a certain amount of music videos that i want to get out this year i've You know, I have at least two mixtapes plus an EP that I want to drop. Um, I just have a lot more. I want to keep the same work ethic that I did at 25 and have know what I did in my 25 year, just in that one year of really taking it pretty serious. And then I want to take that into this next year and accomplish even more, you know. And I already accomplished more than I thought. So now I set my goals even a little bit more and I want to accomplish it even more. So I would say that like as of right now, I'm kind of putting my limit at like 2930 that if I'm still like a nobody at 2930 and I can't make a living off of it I'll probably hang up the microphone but if until then like three four more years I'm just gonna try to pump it out and grind as hard as I can and then if I can do it I can do it and if not then I can at least look at myself and say that like you tried you know I didn't I didn't hang it up at 25 and and just accept like a half-assed effort you know like I, I actually put it in and and then at the end of the day, I'm not gonna wonder at 60 years old. Shit, what if I really try when I was, you know, when I was that age? Like, exactly. I tried and I and I wasn't good enough. I'm okay with living with that, but I'm not okay with like saying what if for the rest of my life. So, that's really the goals. It's just the ultimate goal is to do this for a living in any way possible.
0: What is the most rewarding thing for you since since you've been doing rap? When you go to bed at night, what feels mm-hmm. the best?
1: Um positive feedback from people just getting put up honestly like i get most excited when i get like put in like mixes or stuff like that with people that i listen to like i found a a mix the other day of like a dj that put in piano therapy and then like lauren hill was on it and jay dilla and uh most deaf and a Tribe Called Quest song. And I was like, man, those are like four people that I love. And my piano therapy was in that guy's mix. Like thrown in between mm. and grammatic. And I was like, fuck. Like that's really, to me, that's so cool. That like, obviously that guy doesn't look at me like, oh, he's the same as Most deaf. But he looks at that song and it's good enough to be played next to a Most Def song. And I was like, that's that's the most satisfying. is these people that I look up to so much that I could have a song... Even if it's just some guy's opinion, you know, like it's just the fact that like if I'm being put up in some type of category, man, I'm, I'm really happy about that.
0: What, what do you think has been specifically the most pinch yourself moment on? Ooh, maybe I'm actually on to something here.
1: Uh, either Piano Therapy doing like the numbers that it did, because that was like I said, it was within like the first year of me doing it. I had less than 100 followers on SoundCloud. Like, couldn't get 100 plays on a song, and then for that song to hit, like, 50,000 overnight, I was, like, or, like, you know, in a week, I was, like, that was, like, a really, like, oh, shit, like, that just happened out of nowhere, maybe you can do this. Uh, performing at the breaks, the festival, that was a that was a good one, just because Wu-Tang Clan and Most Def and all those guys were there, and I was, like, that was a good one, but I still had a lot, I was on a second stage for that, so I wasn't, like, total, totally satisfied. Next year, I want to perform on the main stage for that, and that's like my main goal is to like get on that main stage with some of the the artists that I've looked up to my whole life, and that would be a good pinch myself moment. Um, fuck any other any other pinch myself moments, man. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Like, uh, yeah, I I got my bar set kind of high, and I really like yeah, I'm not there yet. I got a long way to go still.
0: Sure. Uh, what What about has there been a, a moment where you you hit like a real low patch and you felt like, uh, like I feel like this should be taken off and it's not maybe I should just figure something else out
1: like as far as some of my songs you're saying like I, I
0: mean that? okay so so the, the piano therapy that takes off uh-huh. 50,000 lessons. Yeah. was there ever a moment maybe a little bit before or a little bit after that where you were thinking to yourself where's this momentum where yeah. where are things oh, yeah, going? Definitely.
1: Definitely, cause I, like, I wrote on that Piano Therapy momentum for a while, and like the next couple songs I put out after Piano Therapy got a bunch of views. Not as much as Piano Therapy, but just off of that wave. And then I took like two years, maybe even a little longer, off when I moved like back home after college, and I was living at home, and I just like stopped writing, stopped rapping, and then like the momentum totally died. And then once I put out my first song. After that, even though I still had like a lot of followers on SoundCloud, I got like no views. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, I was like, shit, I just did all that work and now it's just, a, it's, I'm basically running a dead page now. And so that was definitely like feeling like, oh, I have like a whole other mountain to climb again. Except I was like, I was already like halfway, not halfway, but I was already a little bit up the mountain and now I have to restart from the bottom. It felt, you know, it felt like, and I was like, shit, do I, but Jazz Hop, you know, has definitely been another person to help me kind of get up that mountain a little bit and and get me motivated again um yeah man and just getting shows that's that's kept me motivated when I couldn't get shows for a really long time there were some low points there of being like fuck dude I know I'm better than these people that are at shows and you got to do the pay to play I don't know if you're aware of that but you have to pay for tickets in order to play like a certain amount of set yeah and then you can resell the tickets but you know like you have to do that and so, there was multiple times that I was like, man, it's just, it's not in the cards. But like we said, it's consistency and sticking to it, you know? Like, I feel like I'm stubborn as fuck and that can kind of like, that's kind of my benefit is that I can, I'm going to outlast a lot of people that might be more talented than me, but they're going to give up easier, you know? And that, I think, is maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just dumb. No, that, that, no,
0: no, no no that's a huge part of success is uh, other people are going to give up. People give up all the time. And yeah. the people who actually continuously do it those are the ones that end up making it in the end so i can i can definitely agree with that
1: i just want to put food on the table man i don't want to make it in like crazy ways so if you like me or you like the music or anything like that you guys can find a way to to support you can buy stuff i got merchandise i got hats i got shirts i got cassettes i got
0: bringing it old school oh yeah Uh, the cassettes i think is awesome yeah (laughs) yeah since i brought you one so i got oh that's so cool oh man uh, i'm stoked i'm giddy um, yeah, okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about what do you have go like coming up here uh, like between now and the rest of the year. Yeah. And, uh, how can people check you out?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I got two shows right now for sure. I hate like, I have one show for sure two like 99.9% sure. I just haven't gotten the tickets physically yet. And I never like to, you know, it's a, it's a weird business where you kind of get told things that isn't, isn't always necessarily true but I'm 99% sure so the first show will be October 24th at The Wire opening up for Chris Webby I don't know if you know Chris Webby is he's a good rapper um that's a Wednesday night at The Wire so I understand people can't make it out to that one but it should be a good show he sells out and then that one's the 99.9% sure and then 100% I'm performing November 16th a Friday night at Beat Kitchen uh, opening up for Spose, another rapper. That one's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of people at that one. It's only like $10 tickets um, right around Thanksgiving time. People are going to be around in the area. Come on out. It's going to be a good time. So those are the two shows that I have booked right now. You can find me on Asthmatic Music at um, Instagram. That's probably I'm most active in Instagram, I would say, but Asthmatic anywhere. If you spell it right, you'll find me. A-Z-M-A-T-T. It's Matt, the name. I see. Um, and yeah, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, I'm on Spotify, a few songs, uh, I'm on Apple Music, a few songs, just spell it right. Just get the two T's right. Yeah, right the, the
0: two, it. the two T's threw me off because I, I it was trying to find you off. again. Yeah. I was trying to find you again on, on YouTube and I was like, well, where's he at? And then I realized it was the two T's. Yeah, dude, me that me throws a
1: lot of people off. Um, but yeah, that's it. If you just spell it right, you'll find me. Cause I think I'm the only guy that spells it like that. So. There's a lot of other 1T asthmatics, but they're fake.
0: Yeah, they're I'm fake. I'm the real
1: one. Two T's.
0: <laughs> they're nobodies.
1: Yeah, man, but that's that's really it. And then the podcast, Ill-Advised and Unprepared. Hopefully we can get you on the podcast. If you ever want to come on, man, Ooh, let me know. We'd love to P. have you. Be I'm great. all about it. We've had a, a, a couple other podcasts on that go and promote their podcast. So it's a great time, man. Ill-Advised and Unprepared. Uh we have a little potato guy as our mascot, so if you see a little potato guy <laughs> holding a beer and giving a peace sign, that's our that's our logo. So yeah, that's that's what I got in the works, man. Yeah. That's, that's basically it.
0: Ill-advised is one of my favorite words too. I, I just like love saying that. Where, where did that name come from? Uh just like we
1: brainstormed for a while on names. We had like a whole fucking list of them, and then that just that was the best fitting of the podcast. Like we were just like it just works because it is. You you come in there and it's like. It's just ill advised and unprepared. Like, we've had a lot of guests be like, yeah, this, yeah, no, you guys got the right name. <laughs> you might not have a lot, but you got the right name down. Like,
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that means something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, well,
0: yeah. We're in the naming business. Any, uh, any final thoughts? Anything else that you wanted to plug while you're here?
1: Not really, man. Go check me out. Um, if you like, like 90s based jazz hop music, check me out. I think that, I don't know, it might be your style. Maybe, maybe not.
0: Well, I wanted for having me on, Hundred percent. I wanted to thank you for for reaching out and definitely, man, and making this happen here today. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you guys for for watching this episode. If you're watching it on my YouTube channel, Butch Boss. Thank you. Or if you're listening to on or listening to the show on any of the podcast apps, want to uh, want to say thank you the next episode after this one will actually be our first news episode where we're going to talk about bill cosby and yeah. what, a, what a what a sick son of a bitch he truly is yeah, so it's yeah. a sad one yeah, yeah it's going to be it's, it's, it's still so great. hard it's still so hard to believe like it's still like you're just like no you know he did it but you're like fuck dude not that guy I know the episode is honestly pretty depressing. Yeah, like I'm sure there's no, not yeah. there's not many laughs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you in advance that yeah. there's not many laughs in that episode. This episode's a lot funnier than that one. So that's good. If you're gonna go into it, think I it. hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not doing
1: something right.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can you can find the uh, podcast and basically any of your podcast apps. You can also find the well if you're watching this video, Butch Boss, which is my YouTube channel. Uh, Brandon will be on the episodes going forward here just every once in a while he won't be on one and I will do the best I can to, but to fill he'll that void be spirit and he'll yeah. ask
1: questions through the phone so Brandon good questions man yeah
0: right right and Brandon had this good idea of getting a fat head of himself behind right me there. that he thought would be really funny I'm not thinking it's really that funny but it's it's not the worst joke it's right there yeah it's not the worst joke he's ever made because he's made some <laughs> real bad ones but yeah. it's like kind of funny I'll give him that um you can also if you want to get involved with the show just like as Medicare, here you can send Reach us out, man. You can send us a DM on our Instagram which is emgpod uh you could also leave us a voicemail at 513-427-emg5 and you can also send us an email um emgpod at gmail.com. And everything must go Everything must go here. Thank you for listening to this episode and we will uh well I will talk to you soon and Hopefully, I'll talk to you through my music. Exactly. So uh, check them out, and uh, yeah, talk to you soon.